Welcome to Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. I am your host, Tracy Hines, and with me tonight we have Terry Saleh. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Terry, and Leslie Lee. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Terry. Hi, Leslie. How are you? I am hanging by a thread. Why? <laughs> oh, my God. My life is just so noisy right now. I, Tracy knows the story, but you don't. I come home from work on Wednesday, and I'm like, something's not right in the house. Thing, like, the screen door was halfway open, and I know my husband doesn't leave like that. And so I'm talking to Tracy on the phone. I'm like, Tracy, something's not right. So I go in the bedroom, and I see stuff on the floor. Now, I'm the messy one. I admit it. He's not messy like that. And the articles that were on the floor, I didn't touch. I know I didn't touch them. I had it like, it was like a, you know, a mask that you use for sleeping and then some pictures and, you know, a bunch of stuff on the floor. I'm like, this is not right. So I talked to Tracy on the phone. She's like, you need to call 911. I said, you think so? Do you really think so? So then I pick up the phone. I call my husband. And now he wants me to FaceTime it. He's like, look on the side of the bed and look at my guns. Let me see what's in there. So I open up the bag and he's looking inside. He's like, my handgun is missing. Now I'm scared. Wow. Now I'm scared. So I hang up the phone. I call 911. I'm talking to the lady on the phone. Now the thing that, let's just back up from when I'm on the phone. You ever have one of those days when you want to just come home and just take your bra off? I was having one of those days. I just wanted yeah, to take girl. the off. <laughs> so take that damn harness off. <laughs> I call 911, and the woman's like, ma'am, I need you to leave the house immediately. It's an active crime scene. I'm like, oh, my God. And I already took my pants off. Mm. And now I'm running oh around. I got to put my pants on. And then I go across the street to my neighbor's house. And I call the police. I wait for the police to come. And sure enough, somebody broke into our house. So when do you think that happened? Because you were there. Well, was this in the morning or the afternoon? The interesting thing is that my husband was leaving for work like he normally does. And it was raining. And he saw this young person walking the neighborhood. But wait, what time of day was that? What time of day was that? It was morning about 11, 11, 15, 11.30. Okay, early morning, late so morning. So he's leaving the house. And he sees he sees this young person, and normally he's the type like to help you with something, but for some reason he just didn't today that day, and so he left. So somewhere between eleven thirty and the time that I came home, I say about seven fifteen, this this occurred. Mm. And I was so like, when you walked you, in the house, you did mm-hmm. not see anything. No, I didn't notice it right away. What I noticed were things that were just so out of place. And I know my husband wouldn't have left it like that. Mm -hmm. The screen door, like I said, was pushed open. And when I went in the room and I saw these articles on the floor. But other than that, the person or the people that were in the house, they didn't trash the house. So it wasn't anything obvious upon sight. And then they took some... This is is a neat crook. I don't think it was a neat crook. I think it was a, um, a scared, I need to hurry up and get in and get out crook. Because they didn't take a lot of stuff and stuff that was obvious. Like, I had my gold jewelry on my night table. They didn't take that. I had, you know, my laptop in the kitchen. Didn't take that. But they took my old one that was in the bedroom. This like, obsolete. I had a MacBook Pro, and it's so old. One time I went to the store to, to get it serviced, 
And they were like, ma'am, we don't even have parts <laughs> in the store to fix this. <laughs> so that's how old that MacBook Pro is. And, you know, they just took and The thing that bothered me more than anything is that my husband's gun was stolen. So that's another mm. gun on the street. Right. Yeah. And 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 that whole feeling invaded. You know, that's hard. Yeah. How do you shake that? You know. I don't. I don't know. I told her. I was like, I'm gonna have to throw my house in the garden. I don't want it anymore. Yeah, they did that to my next door neighbor, and uh, he had several guns. They cut. They um, stole a couple, and then they came back a second time to steal the rest of them. Are you see? That's what I'm scared see, of. Yeah. That's what she's scared of. That's exactly they it. they saw what was here. They saw what they left behind. So let's right. try this again. Yeah, that's but he exactly was ready for them the second time. He, his, the gun uh, was cocked and ready for them coming back if they came back. So they caught him? Um, you know what? I don't know, but I know he was um, he was ready for them. Oh, my God. It's crazy. That's what it I'm is so of. crazy. You know that you have to worry I have to about. Think about is who are these parents? Because I mean, parents. You're convinced parents, it was guardians. the kid that your husband saw on the street, right? You're convinced. I'm not of that. convinced of that. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced until they find out who actually done did it. Right. I'm not going to just assume that that young kid. But what I'm saying is, I remember when my kids were young, and I think I said this once before on the show. My husband would shake them down. I didn't do that. I just assumed they were good. My husband would go in the bedroom. He would look through their stuff. He would make sure there was nothing obvious, like, where'd you get this from? We didn't buy it. And he would bust them all the time with, like, stupid things. Like, where'd you get that iPod from? We didn't buy your iPod. And then, you know, they'd have to go through their explanation of it. And we're like, okay, we'll buy that one. But who are these parents or guardians or whatever knowing that their kids are not probably doing anything productive during the day, and they're not checking on them like that. Like, you're not coming in my house with your stolen merchandise. It's a different regime now out there, Liz. It's a different regime. You know, you see on the news where parents take their children with them so that they can go to the store and do some boosting together. It's a different regime. Mm. You know, there's a whole little community that thinks that that's the way it's done. You know, you go, you take what you need, you teach your children how to do this, and you do it until you can get away with it. You know, thankfully, we didn't do ours like that. You know, thankfully, we gave ours a little bit more, you know, but it's it's a whole different regime that's out there. You see it. I see it on the news when I watch here. It is. It's crazy. So, well, I'm just thankful that you and your husband weren't hurt. And, you know, things, material things are material things that can be replaced, you know, but people can't. So you got to look at it like that. And then you make your house like Fort Knox. And then, you know, in light of what goes on in the world, once once we realize that somebody we all went to school with passed away, I'm like, oh, okay, this is not a big deal. There's oh, yeah. things yeah. going on. Terry, I don't know if you heard a girl that we went to school with. You saw on Facebook, Stacy? No. Stacy who? Stacy Edwards. Stacy Edwards. Oh, really? Oh, no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, it took me back. It took me back a bit. Mm. It was quite wow. sad. You know, just, just the fact that, you know, how much time we spent together growing up, hanging out, getting into mischief, and just, you know, 
coming up through the years and seeing her daughter and her mom and I had a relationship. She watched my kids, Stacy's mom, for quite some time. She babysat my kids, you know. So I, I kind of had a little connection there. So when I heard that, I was like, really? It's getting kind of yeah, tough. You know, back in the day, it was Stacy and Renee. They were always, they were like best buddies, BFF. Yep. So when I think best of one, friends. I thought of the other. And then exactly. your house, Tracy, was the hangout house after school. So we would all come to yep. your house and hang out. Um, That's right. So, yeah, it brings back memories for me, too. It definitely yeah. does. It definitely does. You We'd know, be I down in the basement doing the hustle. Do you remember that? Yes. I remember. I remember all of that. We were downstairs partying, drinking, and, of course, we had, you know, juice and cookies and all of that stuff. We had a good time growing up. It was a yeah. different time. Yeah. But it's sad to hear that. So I kind of want to move on to something a little bit more interesting. Well, maybe not interesting, a little bit more upbeat. You know, I just wish Stacy's family all the best and that they find some peace in all of this because that's, that's the toughest part. That's the toughest part. So we have a holiday coming up, Valentine's Day. Are you guys Valentine's Day lovers? Is that like one of your favorite holidays? Not at all. Not really, no. No? <laughs> so hope we're not busting your bubble. <laughs> no, you're not. It's not one of my favorite ones for obvious reasons. I, I was like trying to figure out, you know, where does this holiday come from? And um, subconsciously, it kind of pissed me off almost every year as I'm growing up, even as a young girl, because it always worked out that I didn't have that specific Valentine, you know, it always worked out that way for me. So, you know, I see all the girls come to school with their little funky balloons and little stuffed animals, and I feel, you know, I feel a certain kind of way back then. So today, I decided I was going to read up and find out what the history was about, and I'm glad that I wasn't, like, head over heels about Valentine's Day. They went back to um, Roman times where (laughs) there was this tradition um, where the men would, I'm just going to read it. Valentine's is, is a time to celebrate romance, love, and kissy face stuff, right? But the origins of the festival of candy and cupids are actually dark, bloody, and a bit muddled. Though no one has pinpointed the exact origin holiday, one good place to start is ancient Rome, is what it says, right? And then they go on to say that um, in those, those wild and crazy Romans from February 13th to the 15th celebrated the feast um, and the men sacrificed a goat and a dog, and then they whipped their women with the hides of the animals they had just slain. The Roman romantics were drunk. (laughs) They were naked, says a historian of a Colorado college. So, I mean, I don't know that I want a Valentine. (laughs) If that's what it means, you're going to be beat by skins. So it's not as as festive, you know, when it originated as, as we see it today. I don't know. I think a lot of those holidays, you know, when you read the origins like you did, we find out that they never really were meant for good, and yet we celebrate them every year. Right. And some of them you find there's some pagan um, Mm -hmm. origins to it, you know. And and, and like you said, we're into it. But, you know, I think it's more of a money-making kind of a thing, you know. Oh, definitely. now more about how much how many flowers can I sell that are overpriced how much candy can I sell that people don't need because we consume far too much sugar here in America and you know how how many cards can I sell that people are going to throw away but I mean the idea of expressing your love on Valentine's Day is nice but I I think it should be expressed you know all year long not just on one day a year because that's easy you know 
Yeah, and I'm sure well, men would agree with you as well. You know, they feel a lot of pressure, when, especially when they're in a relationship, to have to spend money on Valentine's Day when a lot of them would say, you know what, I treat my woman like the queen every day of the year, so I don't want to feel obligated to have to go out of my way and buy $60 roses today that will be $12 roses tomorrow. So exactly. a lot of them would agree. You know, it's just commercialism and, you know, just spending a lot of money. For me personally, I wait till February 15th, and I like going in there and buying all the cute gifts that are not the right price. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. I know my husband, his philosophy is I don't need no white man to tell me to buy my wife flowers. I know when to buy her flowers and I don't need a day on the calendar. I'm like, I hear you, dude. I hear you. I yeah, I remember. I mean, that's kind of how my husband was, too. I've been married 28, 29 years almost. And mm-hmm. I remember, like, I would say the first 10, 15 years of my marriage, he would not even acknowledge Valentine's Day, and I would watch women get roses delivered to their job or get candy delivered or whatever, and I would just be in such, you know, anguish and depression. like, oh, my husband doesn't love me. He refuses to celebrate Valentine's Day, and it was like a real source of contention for me Mm -hmm. every Valentine's Day. Like, I wasn't even talking to him the whole month of February, basically. <laughs> and um, I was like, don't even look at me. Don't even look at me. And then I just, I got over it. I don't know what changed. I, I think I started talking to some other women that were going through the same exact thing, and then we realized how stupid it was to be, you know, mad, especially when you realize that you have a good man and a good husband, and you're just going to be mad at him for one holiday. So you know I what I think it. it does? I think, you know, when you're sitting there and, and so many women around you are, are, are being showered with all of these things, you mm-hmm. kind of feel left out of that showering. And it's really not so much that you don't think your man or your, or your lover or your boyfriend or whoever your husband doesn't love you. You just want the attention. I, I think that's what it boils down to because you know well, when you're loved. Also, women are very competitive. We say men are competitive, but we're very competitive too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you want to one-up. So like, you right. know, he, right. my man sent me a dozen roses. Well, my man sent me two dozen roses. Well, my man sent me three dozen roses. Right. Oh, he gave me a diamond <laughs> ring. Oh, I got a diamond ring plus a red dress. Oh, I got a diamond right. ring plus a red dress in the car. You know, so <laughs> I think we fall into that where we're like, we want to one-up each other. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. all game because I think about where I work and where mm-hmm. I don't know how everybody else is set up, but in order for somebody to deliver flowers, you better be very specific to make sure that you tell them the office number, the room number, everything, because you won't find me. So I think that when they get those flowers, that's a, that's all set up. That's all game because you had to tell your man very specifically. I work in this office, this department. I'm in the desk. I'm at my desk at this time. That so that that's all game because how is it the floor is going to deliver to all these office buildings all over the country and get it right unless somebody was being that specific? And my husband that's- doesn't come to work every day with me, so he doesn't know where I work. I have to tell him. That's because yeah, what Terry right. just said. 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what Terry just said. There are chicks being like, last year, Barbara got two dozen roses, and I, I just what got a little funky box of candy. I need three what dozen roses this year, and I need my funky candy, and I need you to send somebody in here like Cupid to dance for me, okay? <laughs> and they give them the information. That's so crazy yeah. to me. That's not spontaneous. But, you know, like that's I said, I fell, I fell for it, and... You know, I just, you know, the last 10 years, I haven't been phased. But, yeah, I fell for the okey-doke. So, once you got over the okey-doke. Say it again, Liz. I was programmed from the beginning. I was programmed about Santa Claus. Don't know white man gives no kids gifts. (laughs) I get the gifts. I was programmed, okay? That, that doesn't even exist around here. My kid, I don't think my kids ever believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> There's like, no white chubby man coming here bringing you nothing, okay? Nothing. I understand that and know that. I am your father. I take care of you, and I am remedial to exactly. bring this stuff here. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's a bad thing. I think that's kind of good to bring them up in reality, let them know and appreciate. You know, it doesn't happen by osmosis. It takes some effort to make all of those things happen for you. But, Terry, I wanted to ask you, after you got over the okey-doke, I mean, you were fooled by the okey-doke, you said. After you got over it, after 10 years, did he start buying you things, or that's just something you guys don't celebrate? No, we don't celebrate it. I mean, he tried, you know, when I was still kind of upset, he would say, well, I'll I'll do something, you know, on another day. I just don't want to, you know, do it on Valentine's Day. And I think there's even like a Black Love Day or something where couples supposedly celebrate Black Love. He says, why don't we do something on Black Love Day? And I think it still might even be in February. Anyway, you know, it never worked because I was still caught up in the fact that, you know, I saw Susie get her roses on Valentine's Day. Now, it doesn't um, bother me at all. The day just comes and goes. It's just like any other day. Okay, okay. That is just too funny. Well, I I still feel... um, some kind of way. I would like some kind of acknowledgement. I'm not looking for you to spend $60. I'm not looking for you to do all kinds of fancy stuff. But, you know, a simple phone call or something, you know, that's good enough for me. I don't need all of the craziness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Too much. Too much. But, yeah, you know, it's a lot of peer pressure on everybody. The female, you know, she wants bragging rights, and the male. And it's always the male. Like, you never hear about women being pressed to run in and go get a Valentine's Day card or buy something for their man. The man is always well, that was my the one next question. That was my next question. Why is it like that? Why is it that, um, you know, women don't feel pressure to make their man feel loved on Valentine's Day? Why do the men get left out? Brainwashed? <laughs> we've been brainwashed. So yeah, I mean, I can't. Even, I don't even have an answer. That's just kind of how we were raised. I will say that when I was a little girl, my dad would, you know, I'm one of three girls, so my dad would leave on our bed, on our pillow, um, while we were at school. But when we got home from school, there'd be a pillow on our pillow, a little box of chocolates, and maybe a little rose or some flowers. Um, so it was always kind of like the man of the house was doing something for the female. I never got nothing from my mother on Valentine's Day. Right. Well, you know, I got my kid. A brainwash. 
I used to buy my kids things for Valentine's Day. I sure did. I would get my boys. Well, I used to do that for my sons, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I never felt, like, pressured, like, they weren't expecting anything either, you know? I remember one Valentine's. This is the year that me and my husband decided that we were going to separate. And mm-hmm. so it was Valentine's. And my oldest son, he was getting older. He was probably in elementary school, probably. And he was like, Mommy. I'm going to get such and such something for Valentine's Day. And I'm out shopping high and low. And I'm like, ain't this a blip? Find this little stinky girl something for Valentine's Day, and I ain't going to get nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But I bought him a gift. I wanted him to be happy because I thought that that was a nice gesture. But I was a Mm -hmm. little pissed off. I'm out there shopping for some little girl. I've had that same experience, yeah. You did that. You know, they would come home and tell you who they liked and what they wanted to do and all the things that they wanted to buy for her. And you would you would take them out and get them what they needed and, and let them have it. Oh, Terry, um, Black Love Day is celebrated on February 13th. That is Black oh, Love Day. Oh, okay. I like that. Okay. Happy Black Love so Day. Yes, mm-hmm. Happy Black mm-hmm. Love Day. I think I like that a lot nicer than Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that and we, that, as a people, need to love each other more because something real bad, something spanky is going on out there. there, there I is. agree. And now, now, Leslie, what do you mean when you say that? Amongst amongst us, there's something going on out there. What do you tell me? What you mean? I think that Pandora's box has been opened, and mm-hmm. people have free license to be as ugly and as mean spirited spirited as they would as they like they can say mm-hmm. what they want they can do whatever they want and as a people we should not succumb to that because then eventually we start to turn it on each other right right i see it it's something very mean spirited out there that we can identify it nobody wants to call it out because it starts from the head and nobody wants mm-hmm. to admit where it's starting from, but we could call it out. And as a nation, it's ugly. Ugly. Yeah, and it would be nice if Black Love Day were more um, publicized and celebrated, because I just don't mm-hmm. hear a lot about it. You don't, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to enlighten you guys. So it, Black Love Day was founded in 1993 by A.O. Hanny Kendi, K-E-N-D-I, Kendi probably the director of African-American Holiday Associations. I didn't even know there was African-American Holiday Associations. Yeah, um, girl. You didn't either, or you said you did? I said, yeah, girl. Okay. According to Kendi, it is the third nationally observed black holiday, one of atonement, reconciliation, and celebration. Black Love Day is observed as a 24-hour demonstration of black love demonstrated through five specific acts, love towards the creator, for self-love, for the family within the black community, and for the black race. I think this is something I, that we should um, pay more attention to instead of yeah, little red hearts. Yeah, that heart. sounds good. That mm-hmm. sounds real good. sounds meaningful. You know, I mm-hmm. don't see any mm-hmm. meaning. When I look at the origins of, of Valentine's Day as we know it today, it talks about men, you know, sacrificing animals and then beating women with the skins of the animals and, and, you know, and ultimately for the festival, you matched up with the women and the women were lining up for these beatings and you were coupled up for the day. And if it lasted, you know, for the days, you would eventually get married. 
So that is the origin of the Valentine's Day that we celebrate today. But I like the other one. I like Black Love Day. That's more of a of a loving day. When you're when you're. What are the other it. three? Well, I would imagine Kwanzaa is the other Black national holiday. But what's the third mm-hmm. one? I'm wondering. Juneteenth, maybe. Yeah, Say it again. Juneteenth. 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 Probably Juneteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said I was going to do something this year to celebrate Juneteenth as opposed to Fourth of July. You know, when I was married, we had the most um, ethnic celebration for Juneteenth because I was living in New York then, and we went into Boys and Girls High every single year. They do on some kind of celebration in that parking lot, and they have all the vendors out and food and music and drums and Incense. It was just wonderful. It was a wonderful time, Juneteenth, and and I haven't been celebrating it, but that's something that I should look to do. Mm-hmm. I want to celebrate Juneteenth. You know, I was just watching um, Doctor Skip Gates, and he does genealogy, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and he had um, Ben Affleck, Ben Jealous, and Candy Alexander. And he did their genealogy, and the stuff that he found was just amazing. It was. Are you thinking so, about doing that? Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I I was thinking about doing that DNA thing, mm-hmm. but my girlfriend said something to me. I'm like, oh shoot, I never thought about that. Like, what, what? are you doing with your DNA? Now it's in a database. They can just do whatever they want, pin murders on people. Oh, God. What is going on with that? Yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I'm definitely of... skeptical, and I'm like a conspiracy theorist. So, yeah, I don't know if I will put my DNA in the mail like that to see if they manipulate yeah. it in any way. And then, <laughs> how, you know, what they said some of those tests are pretty accurate. But what are they doing? Well, my husband had one, and I can't mm-hmm. remember where he said the majority of his ancestry was from, but it was from one particular African country, and I can't remember now. But we were kind of like, duh, you know, like, yeah, we know we're from Africa, so what is it really? Unless <laughs> some we didn't know. Yeah, I know. What does it really right, get right. you? So. so it didn't It didn't astonish him. I think um, people who think they are pure on some level, it astonishes them when they find out that somewhere along the right. line, you know, you was rocking with your slaves, <laughs> you know, and well, you're, you're I not. Think that my cousin, my aunt Carol posted something on Facebook and it said something about, you know, people choosing a race on the application. And I think that before anybody can check anything, show me your DNA. Don't tell me you're a hundred percent white. You don't know that. You probably I don't black. think anybody. Is is a hundred percent? No, I don't think anybody's a hundred percent. Yeah, but that's the direction that this country is trying to go, trying to claim some type of elitism that doesn't exist, and people are falling for it. Yeah, people are falling for it. They're thinking that you know, if you're not white, you're other, and if you're other, that means you want you're taking from us, and so. Therefore, we're going to treat you a certain way. I mean, it's just disgraceful. It's it's disgraceful. There's no love out there on that accord. I never well, felt like I was. 
I yeah. think as a poet, you should do a poem for Black Love Day. You should, like, really be doing something special, write a special poem or something. I'm going to take that as a challenge. I'm going to take it mm-hmm. as a challenge, and I will work on it because I like the principles, and I'm going to try to incorporate um, the principles so that the poem will more define what Black Love Day mm-hmm. is instead mm-hmm. of just, you know, throwing words together. I, w- I will take that as, as a challenge, Terry, and incorporate it to uh, the thing, other things that I'm working on. I don't know how long it'll take, but I will do it. I definitely will do it. Hopefully it'll happen rather sooner than later before the month of February is over. That's what I'll try to do. Yeah, you got the month of February. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know what, we have to own our own holidays because they get misappropriated and then people Mm -hmm. start using it and they sell to us the stuff that we should be selling amongst ourselves. Right. Amen. Preach. Preach. The Super Bowl, did anybody see that um, commercial? I forgot what car company, but they did like this whole – speech from Martin Luther King. Like, they're selling mm-hmm. cars. Yeah. What is that kind right, of right. anything? Right, right. And, you know, the, the majority of the King family was not happy. You know, there was some some separation amongst them, and I think it has everything to do with dollars and cents, but there were some that were not happy about that. And you're exactly I right, Lizzie. that what? Dexter King probably, probably gave permission. Well, yeah, I mean, that's part of the problem is that the, the siblings, the ones that are still living, can't seem to agree on anything, so... Right. As a result, people like you said, Leslie, are able to take stuff and use it to that advantage because you all are not a unified front. Right, because somebody had to give them permission to you to do that, right? right? Isn't right. that correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The foundation and which is run by the family had to give the permission. Right. But that's yeah. how they misappropriate things. And next thing you know, we are, hey, it's Martin Luther King Day. Go buy you a car, girl. No, that's not what it's about. Right, that's not what it's about. You're exactly right, Leslie. You're exactly right. That's not what it's about. So Black Love Day is our holiday. We need to own it and really do some, you know, special things to honor Mm -hmm. Black Love. You know, there's a Daishiki Friday. (laughs) There's a Daishiki Friday? Yes, started by a black running organization. In Baltimore, the Shiki Friday encourages black people to wear authentic dashikis and engage in social activities that support black-owned business. The Shiki Friday can be celebrated every Friday of the year. Participants are encouraged to use the Shiki Friday when posting pictures on media. I never even knew about that. And it didn't say when it started. It just says, listen, mm-hmm. I went and looked up what the national black holidays were because he said they were three major ones. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Juneteenth was the major. I think the other major is uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. Oh, okay. That makes okay. sense. Yeah. 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 But I think Juneteenth <laughs> is up there. A lot of black people it is. celebrate It's on the Juneteenth. list. It's definitely yeah. on the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that well, has you know what? been around what? They're going to have to do another holiday for this Friday. Who got their tickets to go see Black Panther? <laughs> <laughs> it's all sold out. We've, I waited too late. Are you going? Mm-hmm. You're going Friday? I, I don't have tickets yeah. yet. I'm just going to roll up because I'm sure it's not that intense where I live. It should be. Can well, it's intense here, Tracy. Let me tell you, people have costumes. They are coming out in full costume but, to this yes. movie. Really? Yes, I so want to see it. I definitely want to see it. I haven't I mean, uh, gone on. I idea. The way this can shape and mold 
how we think about ourselves, how children think about themselves. I'm just so excited. Yeah, I'm it does you know what like I was... a Kings and Queens movie. Like, you know, you can see back in the day in the origins of mankind when we were ruling as kings and queens. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that reference to that in that movie. And black I can't wait women to see are celebrated, honey. They we are the show. We steal that show. Because I cannot we are wait the protectors. We're the providers. We are the ones that we are out front. We Oh my God, I can't wait to see that. Movie. I personally have tried to stay away from all of the um the talk about what the show's about and, and what's going on because I really want to see it from my eyes without anybody's interpretation of what the show means and what it is. Sometimes, you know, they build up a show so much that when you get to it, it turns out not to live up to the build up. So mm-hmm. I, I kind well, of I mean, that. All after the Marvel character, this character right. has been around since the 60s. So, I mean, I'm not a big comic book buff, so I don't even know about the the um, character and what his gifts are. So I, I'm like, you, mm-hmm. I won't know much, but I'm just excited because, you know me, I love to see my black people. I know. I know. Me too. Me too. I'm excited. And he I is one precious specimen at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you say precious specimen, Terry? Precious <laughs> specimen. Just a little chocolate kiss. Oh, my, my. <laughs> well, I am looking forward to it. I hope I can get tickets when I go. I hope I can see it. Well, Rod and I are coming. staying away from opening night because I'm scared. I'm scared of all the costumes. So I do want to see the movie, <laughs> but I'm scared of all of the costumes and all of the crazy, like, Real fanatical comic people that are going to be out. So right, right. We're right. gonna we're gonna wait till it dies down a bit. Now, what well, are you afraid you know, of? Um, I don't know. It's probably a childhood thing. Like I was never like I was as a child. I was scared of like clowns, like anything that was in a costume, and I couldn't see your real face. Nah, I wasn't. Fe- I wasn't feeling that thing. So no, I I'm, never. Knew I'm that gonna wait. You. <laughs> I never knew that about you. The thing you find out. I know. The Black Panther has brought out. But, yeah, so we're going to wait. We're going to wait until all that hoopla has passed, and then we're definitely going to see the movie because I'm excited about it. Yeah, I I can't wait. Out of all the Marvel comic books that came to the theater, this one's going to break records. You know, I was at work Friday. Batman and... I was mm-hmm. at work Thursday or Friday night, and there was this one um, guy. You know, they do were doing an advertisement on TV about the, about the movie and and what it's doing for the black community and how positive it is. And there's never been such a powerful movie or comics and you know about black folks. And he was taken back. He was very upset that they're making this movie about a, a black thing. There's plenty of black people. Because he's movie. a racist. Well, I mean, <laughs> like Leslie said, this is not a new character. Black right. Panther, that character is 1970, 1980. Right, so he's been around he's, for a while. He's, he's, that guy is late. He is not educated in school because right. if you right. know anything right. about comics, we didn't make this up. This comic character has been around a long time, and now we just exactly. make a movie out of it. Right. Just and like they make the a movie out of all the other ones. 
Exactly. What's the difference between everybody waiting online and getting all geeked up about Superman or Batman or any of those other exactly. Marvel comics? It's right. the same yeah. thing. Well, you know, there's always a double standard. There's always a double standard. Don't get Don't that twisted. Don't talk you know? about double standard because I'm still pissed off about so go the tell him winning. Tracy to go uh, fight a brick. Off about what? That's what he can go do. The Eagles <laughs> winning. Oh, yeah, that was crazy to me, Leslie. That was absolutely crazy. It's okay to do all of that because the Eagles won and tear up the town. And even I have a friend that lives in Philadelphia, and she was like, oh, yeah, that wasn't a big deal. That was, you know, it wasn't really too much damage. I was like, what? No. They were rioting. They were barbarians. (laughs) They were uncivilized, and nobody categorized them as such because there's a, 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 listen, don't get me started. (laughs) The media has such a bias. And when they do their reporting, they are so unfair. They were acting like animals. There was somebody who ate horse shit. Okay? Captured on Wait camera. Wait a minute, Leslie. What? That's Captured, a celebration? Google I don't it. understand. Google it. Come on. The guy was out there. He, Google it. You can see it. He ate horse shit. He got, I guess he got so beside us. I'm like... Can you imagine? You'll never kiss these lips again. Matter of fact, pack your stuff and get out. Get out. <laughs> I'm going to need you to leave. Today. They were uncivilized. And nobody's, nobody's talking about it that way. Oh, they were just celebrating. A little fun. They were tearing stuff up, turning cars over. But what is the difference? When black people are passionate about a situation, uh, you know, because they don't want to be killed by cops, but they're angry. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a little double, not a little. There's a huge double standard. There's a huge double standard. I mean, we saw and people destroying property, climbing on hotel awnings, and tearing them down, and all kinds of craziness. All kinds of craziness. They were barbarians. Were, no, 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 no. Don't say barbarians. They weren't barbarians. They were just happy. No, no, no. <laughs> Call it what it is. They were barbarians. No, no. They were sick-minded individuals. And they showed their true colors, point blank. Period. It is what no. it is. These are football fans. Don't call it what it is. Don't even joke about it. Yeah, I have to. I have to joke about it. If I don't joke about it, I'm going to be crying about it. Okay, because it's sad. It's very sad. They were sick and depraved. All right, so I want to go back to Valentine's Day one more time for you two ladies. So neither of you expect anything. You don't expect flowers. You don't expect a little smoochy smoochy. You don't expect a little nooky nooky. You don't expect candy, dinner, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Zero. Nada. Zip. Nada. Zilch. And Leslie, that's Zero. been that's that's been your thing from the very beginning. And Terry, well, you just kind of got over that. No. Today, I get flowers every week. So no, okay. I'm not pressed. Nope. You're not proud. Nothing. And you know what? I heard Pastor James Marshall on the radio last week, and he was talking about, they were talking about relationships and people feeling compelled to um, propose marriage on that day. He was totally against it. Like, that's not the best day of the year to propose marriage. I don't think so either. I mean, it sounds like it's romantic, but it's not because it's too much pressure. I think it's not genuine. You know, I think it's just something that you're doing because that's what society says to do. Yeah, yeah I definitely agree. I don't think people should succumb to that pressure. Unfortunately, a lot or, of people do. 
Yeah, planning their wedding. I want to get married on Valentine's Day. And for what? Why? So everything can cost much, much more. <laughs> so well, so what, 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 kind of advice you, what kind of advice do you give the chick that says, you know, who's in her late 30s, early 40s or so, and she's like, oh, I've never had a Valentine. Oh, my gosh. I'm I would say <laughs> celebrate Black Love Day, girlfriend. Google Black or be Love your Day. Own, be your own Valentine and go buy yourself mm-hmm. something if it matters. If it's just about the flowers, go buy yourself some flowers, right? Why not? And send them to yeah, yourself at work. <laughs> That's right. Send yourself a gorgeous Valentine's Day doesn't good. say who you have to love. You just have to love. And there's no better person to love than yourself, for sure. Why for not? sure. And I don't have any problem buying myself flowers. I love buying myself flowers. So I do it every time I go grocery shopping. I buy flowers. Yeah. I do. So, yeah, just do it yourself. Yep, I, I mean the same it's, thing. It's almost yeah. that whole scenario. Like, are you really waiting for somebody to complete you? Aren't you good? Just get good. We talked about that right. the other day. Get good. I mean, if you're always waiting for this this thing to happen, your whole life you spent in anticipation. If you just cherish each moment as it comes and be happy about each moment that you're in, just be good. And then relationships come and you're ready because you're not stressed. You show right. that stress right. the minute you walk out the door. You walk out the door with the stress like, is he going to be the one? No, just go out and have a good time. <laughs> and if he turns out to be the one, then, then you're ready. You're ready. Yeah. Fantastic. And I, I just don't think that um, um, any action on Valentine's Day is means anything. It just means that you're celebrating a commercial holiday. I think love means more when it's celebrated all throughout the year. You know, show me well, that you love you me. When did you come to that? Because you didn't... You, you initially said that you used to get bummed out about it. So when did you get to that? When, when I was a young girl and I didn't... Um, you know, when you're growing and you're building yourself. When I was young... And probably well into my 30s, I used to get bummed out about it. And probably once I hit hmm, 45, somewhere around that area, early 40s, mid 40s is when I was like, what am I being so depressed about? What is the big deal? It's just another day. And there's plenty of people that love me. So I don't need this, you know, but it's a process. It took me time because like Terry said, for the first, what, 10 years, you fell Mm -hmm. for the okie dokie. I fell for the okie dokie for a long time. You know, even when we were young kids, boys were bringing, I was doing it for my kids. Boys were bringing girls valentines. Wasn't nobody bringing me a valentine? So I fell for the okie dokie for a long time. But you do get over it. You do get over it, and you don't necessarily need it. And I love me. I do. So. And that's the key. Yeah, when you love yourself, you know, you're a good, you know, one all yeah. by yourself. Right. You don't need all of that external confirmation or affirmation. Mm-mm. And then people Mm-mm. turn it into something else. They'll get the flowers like, well, how come he didn't get me a dozen? He only bought me a half a dozen. How come he got me pink and he didn't get me red? How come he... right. it's, it's never enough. It's never right, good right. Enough. It's never enough. It's never Over-analyzing enough. Overanalyzing situations, it makes you crazy. <laughs> well, I went on two dates this week, ladies, this weekend. Yes. You too. Two Here we go. Um, one was better than the other. The first one was nice. Um, 
seems like a nice enough guy. He's into diving and he works. Uh, he's a purchaser for the government, so he's he's got he's educated. He's got a degree, which is nice. So we were able to have some nice, decent conversation. A little a little boring though. Not as exciting as. I guess I think I I would like, but nice. Nice enough that I would definitely see him again. The second date was um, I couldn't get past the fact that he was missing a tooth. So everything he said in my head, I was going, did you know he's missing a tooth? (laughs) So had I known, had I seen in the pictures that a tooth was missing, (laughs) I would have never, ever, ever gone out with him, but... (laughs) Once you're well, in that the is, place, that is a number one deal breaker. You must have all of your teeth. <laughs> you should ask him. You should have I mean, asked him. If you know what they are toothless. No, seriously. <laughs> How long have you been That should be like the number one question. Like, I know this is a picture on Facebook or whatever, but I do have to ask do you have all of your teeth? Well, you know, when he smiles, they look like they're all there. So I didn't feel like I wasn't I didn't have I didn't have any doubt, you know, when I saw the picture that he had all of his teeth. I didn't no doubt in my mind. And when we spoke, you know, sometimes when people are missing teeth they do kinda of like that because their tongue is flipping, so you can kinda of tell, but none of that was happening. So I said, Okay and he sounded like he had some sense, you know. He knew about my industry and he kinda of worked in the uh, longshoreman's industry and all of that, so but yeah, nice so, guy. Anyway, I, I so where was that. where was the missing tooth? Where was it? Where was it supposed to be? Um, <laughs> where was the empty space? Is what you're asking yes. me? The empty space yes. <laughs> was the tooth right before your um your um molars on the bottom. Wow. So it right. wasn't in the front. It was a front. No, it wasn't tooth. the exact front. But maybe I, I shouldn't say the molars. It. You hating on me because I'm missing a tooth? No, no, no. Listen, not, you know what you have in the back? You have like three or four molars back there, and yeah, then you have that little Frank. You have the one little. How do you notice that? I mean, how do you notice that? I mean, you have to. You have to Listen, open up wide. It's, it's not. It's not the molars, okay? It's you know where you have the one pointy tooth, and then there's one right next right. to it before it becomes right. a molar. Well, the one right uh-huh. next to the pointy tooth. So it's a how little. How did you notice that? Unless he had to open up wide. How did you notice? It's not. And in then the back. dental work is expensive. Like if it was his front teeth. I would I would probably be more disturbed, but those side teeth, we get older, the calcium breaks down on the teeth. Teeth dental implants are very expensive, and it's something like yeah, okay. when we get older. If we that's the case, mm-hmm. if that's the case, I don't want to hear about how much money you make. I don't want to hear about <laughs> all the rental property that you have. I mean, rent a tooth, right, and put it in. So when you're talking, I don't see the empty space because I can't even focus on anything you're saying because the only thing that's going on in my head is, did, did you know you were missing a tooth? Did, did, your tooth is gone. <laughs> your wasn't tooth that is distracting? not distracting. Was it that distracting? It would be distracting for me, definitely. For it was very cheesy. I can't. I, I got to go. Well, it doesn't match up. You know, it doesn't match up when you're talking about how fantastic you are. You know, maybe if you weren't saying how fantastic you are and how much money mm-hmm, you make mm-hmm. and you're looking right, for a right. rental property and you were doing we all We need alignment. The word of right. the day is alignment. Yeah. So your life yeah. needs to align with what you're saying. With your lifestyle with you're and your income is right. So right. alignment. Yes. There right. is no alignment. But see, this is where I think that when you become a woman of a certain age, 
mm-hmm. and you suspect that that's all nonsense, that you should be able to have that conversation to say, you know, you know, I, I'm not sure if this all makes sense. Elaborate. And ask for more details, and then call them out on some things that just not that don't make sense. <laughs> so tell me how that conversation goes. I, I don't know. See, like, here's, here's, here's okay, what you don't get. Right. First, first of all, here's what you don't mm-hmm. get. I just met this brother. Okay. I have no idea what he's capable of. None. Zero. So I am not going to challenge none of his bullshit. I'm just going to sit there and listen, eat my breakfast, and say, oh, I had a wonderful time. Thank you. Goodbye. And that's it. It's over. It's done. Okay. But right. what was but Leslie, how, would you, how would you attack that situation, Leslie? First I don't know. Thing. Let me hear some of the things that he was bragging about. You don't have to tell, say names or anything, but what was he talking about? Um, I purchased my house a, 27 years ago. It is absolutely gorgeous. I have great taste. You want to see some pictures? And here's my house. And, da, da, da. and we came to the dining room. Where I was like, well, this room would have to be redone because it's old-fashioned. Yeah, but the furniture's still brand new. I said, okay, enjoy it. Move on. And, but then I would oh, have and, to and, ask and, him, like, this is our first date. And I'm not sure why it's necessary for us to talk about houses. Are we going to, you know, I'm not sure. Nope. Like your house doesn't see, mean anything right away. I already know that this is our last date. Yeah, she's already so, asked that, Leslie, because he has missed on one thing that is very important to her, which is he has to have tea. So after tooth. that, then nothing else <laughs> matters. Met him and he opened his mouth, and the tooth was missing. I was like, okay, this is done. Let me go eat. Yeah, yeah. Work. I mean, that's yeah. like you know, that's like number one or number two on the checkoff. If and the tooth like, was there, Leslie, and I had some kind of an attraction, or there was some kind of an interest, perhaps I would have challenged some of the nonsense. But once you hear that nonsense, that's who he is. He's giving me exactly who he is. I don't want to deal with nonsense. So I wouldn't even challenge that, even if the tooth was there. Well, I can tell. I know what I'm looking for, and I can tell. And then the apparel, you know, we wrote, we're coming casual. But casual doesn't mean sloppy and messy either. Casual means I don't have to wear my heels. That's all casual means. But I have to be presentable. Casual doesn't mean you come with jeans that are too big and a pair of sneakers that are dirty and a baseball cap on. Casual doesn't mean that to me. So instantly, I knew I was going to have breakfast. And I was like, see ya. I mean, mean, you know right away if the attraction is there. It's just that hopefully when you are out, people don't, they're not that harsh the first time with us. You know, hair out of place. Don't but I'm like not leaving my house with my hair out of place. Okay. Yeah, I think it I'm comes saying, down to certain things that are priorities. So right. that's a priority. I agree. I agree. I'm yeah, being in the even when I leave the gym and I'm all sweaty and out of mm-hmm. and and not in my best look. Mm-hmm. My hair is not out of place because I either have a, a bandana on or I have a cap on and my gym clothes match. You know, my sneakers are not disgusting. I still look pretty presentable, even with no makeup and very sweaty and just coming from the gym, you know, so. Like, Leslie, it, just it, think it, of something that's just like a deal breaker for you. A deal after breaker that, for me would be. After whatever teeth. that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just say something. Maybe it's something else, you know. Once that is gone, you you don't. It's like why am yeah, I even wasting any more time? 
Yeah, we're there's done. no point in asking any more questions. And I expect the same thing. Like, if you look at me and you're like, oh, my God, she's got that third eyeball in the head. That's a deal breaker. I, you know, <laughs> I realize that that's not going to be anything else. I realize that. You know, my big thing is please look like what you present. That's the number one thing. Please look like what you present. And he didn't smile enough because I didn't see that there was no tooth. Had I seen no tooth, I wouldn't have gone out with him. So anyway, he's done. So going back to the first one, the first one seemed promising. Yeah, he's a he's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. And he called again. So mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that, that means that he has an interest. So we'll see. We'll see what okay. happens. All right. Well, I say just keep dating. Yeah, you have to. You have to. I have to. I have to keep dating until, you know, what I'm looking for is presented. That's all. That's all it is. This has been enlightening. It has. 1966, by the by the way, I think is the year. 66. That, that uh, character from Black, Black Panther. Panther? Yeah. Yeah, he's been, he's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the first, this is the first time he's coming to the major screen. All the other jerks have been out. Right. Oh, man. And that's what, that's what the media was trying to say, which the other guy couldn't understand. He's not the first. No, that's not what they're saying. He's the first. They're not saying that. But anyway. That's because he was listening with his racist ear. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you were too funny. Any closing thoughts? Any closing words anyone has? Well, I'm stuck on, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Black Love Day is February 13th, so find somebody that you love, whether that's family, friend, or foe, and celebrate (laughs) black love. Or love yourself on that day. Love yourself on that day. Definitely. Black Love Day was founded in 1993, and the idea of the day is a 24-hour day of demonstration of black love through five acts, love towards the creator, for self, for the family, within the black community, and for the black race as a whole. So I think that's a good way to close out. Happy Black Love Day. This is Love Talk. Happy Black Love Day. This is Love Talk. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Thank you.